I'm not. I'm not ready. It's me. Hold on. Okay, now I'm ready. I just need to find Josh Allen. All right. All right. All right. Everybody shut up. Just shut up. Stop talking. Shh. 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 Of course my dog starts barking. <laughs> Come on. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 38 of the Football Absurdity Podcast. My name is Jeff Grisco. I'm here with Mike Valverde and Evan Hoovler. This is going out to you on July 20th, 2019. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? Mike, can we hear you? Are you there? Do you still have a microphone trouble? Huh? Huh? What? Yeah. Evan, how are you doing today? I'm in the middle of a player profile marathon. A player profile Got marathon. That runner's high. Yeah, buddy. That's what we're all working through right now. And by all of us, I mean Evan. We got our 2019 fantasy football player profiles going up on the website. Pretty much as they come out, Evan just shoots them out from his 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 brain uterus. There you go. That that tracks. That works. Um, I'm working on rookie round. Oh, not rookie roundups. Those are done. I'm working on sleepers, breakouts, and busts for each team. Uh, they should all be done and coming your way by the end of July. So this is the Football Absurdity Podcast. Uh, this is a fantasy football podcast from footballabsurdity.com. Uh, you can find us there. Like I said, player profiles going out now. Sleepers, breakouts, and busts for every team uh, are going up right now. Uh, beer sheets should be coming out next week, it sounds like, according to Beer for the Beer God, um, our resident uh, super genius who brings us beer sheets. You don't know what beer sheets is. It's a fully customizable fantasy football cheat sheet that lets you uh, input your settings once, spits out a link. It updates about a week every 10 days, maybe every two weeks, and you can just come back and automatically get yourself a new cheat sheet. Uh, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. We love it. And um, it's, uh, I we don't have an, an official endorsement, but I would call it what Reddit's favorite uh, fantasy football cheat sheet, probably. They love it. They go crazy for it over there. It's amazing. It's what it is. It's a yeah. statistical miracle. It's a statistical miracle. So today what we're going over, we're starting our positional previews. Uh, we're going to start with the guys who pass the ball. And um, of course, I'm referring to quarterbacks. Um, they are the gentlemen who uh, stand behind the big fat guy in the middle and, and, and they put his hand on his button. Then he passes him the football and then he throws it to somebody else. Uh, if you're not familiar with football, that's what the quarterback does. Uh, sometimes he stands a little bit further back from the center and in the center, uh, the big fat guy in the middle, he throws the ball at him and he catches it and he throws it. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. I don't know. I don't know how they do it. Catching and throwing it. That's wild. That's why they make the big bucks. Um, but before we do that, uh, before we talk about quarterbacks, Quarterbacks. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of uh, news today. Um, probably, well, by the time you hear this, it's going to be yesterday, but the big news on Friday the 19th um, kind of rocks uh, the fantasy football world uh, was, of course, um, Darren Sproles returns to the Philadelphia Eagles on a one-year <laughs> deal, um, just completely reshaping the fantasy football landscape. No, of course. Uh, I had tried to figure out a way to make a joke out of this, but Tyreek Hill, um, who we talked about on this podcast a few times, uh, Mike, I think, nailed it on the head. Mike said he was going to eat, or maybe not nailed it on the head, but Mike, you said he was going to eat a short suspension, I think. And um, he's getting no suspension. 
uh, zero games. He abused his child. He threatened his child's mother. I don't know if it's his wife or his girlfriend. Um, I fiance. So fiance. I yeah. find it to be a travesty of justice. I do not really want to dwell dwell on that part. Um, I was going to get animated and angry about it, but it felt too much like a bit. Um, and I don't want to get laughs out of out of the actual situation because it's it's horrible, and I feel. Real bad for the kid, uh, for the kids, plural. He has multiple children, so it's um, it's not a great situation. But we're a fancy football podcast, so we can kind of focus on the ramifications of that. So, um, Mike, we'll start with you. What is this Tyreek Hill news? Zero suspension or zero game suspended. What is what does that do to your ranks? Um, really, not anything, because uh, I basically had uh, had him where he wasn't going to get suspended. So. Uh, I don't have any changes whatsoever. Wow, look at this guy looking like a super genius. Yeah. Or yeah. either looking like a genius or looking lazy. Because you're like, I'm just going to – I'll change this if something changes. <laughs> um, Evan, you're the, uh, you're the resident, I guess we'll call you, auction expert. So you don't really have rankings as much as you do auction values. So what does this do for – Tyreek Hill and the Chiefs and all that stuff. What does it do to your auction values? I bumped him up from 35 to 55. So now he's going for the same amount as Julio Jones behind Devonta Adams and Hopkins and slightly ahead of Michael Thomas. So arguably a first round pick now in, in a, in a, um, in a snake draft. Definitely somewhere around the turn. Yeah. So, uh, what does this do to Pat Mahomes for you? Does he, was he your number one? Is he going to bust up to he number, was one? number two and now he's number one. Yeah, I, I but I, you know you know how cool I am at quarterbacks in auctions. So I have him at seventeen, which no one's going to get him for. So it's not like this really changed the world. Yeah, it's it's just kind of uh, um, it, it's a a procedural change for you more than anything else. Yeah, because you're never going to pick him up. Uh, for me, um, it moved Patrick. I redid the my projections this morning with the news. Uh, moved Patrick Mahomes up to quarterback one from quarterback two. Um, it moved, uh, where'd he go? It moved Sammy Watkins because I had Sammy Watkins picking up the slack. Um, it moved him down or yeah, it moved him down to uh, wide receiver 29. Uh, he was around wide receiver 21 for me beforehand. And the biggest one is Tyreek Hill is now um wide receiver five for me um he was at wide receiver 22 um i'm sorry 23 wide receiver 23 before and now he slots in between um julio jones and odell beckham for me. Oh, that reminds me i had mccall hardman for ten dollars gonna go ahead and delete that one right now yeah i was gonna say are you gonna delete the one or delete the zero <laughs> you know you, you get him off the waiver wire yeah he's mccall hardman's useless i think he's let's see <laughs> Uh, I think I, he's like wide receiver, like 98 now in my projections. Hold on. Let's see what he is. Wide receiver, McCall Hardman. McCall Hardman is wide receiver 83. Um, for you in extraordinarily deep leagues, uh, Demarcus Robinson is my wide receiver 114 now. <laughs> I wonder if Hardman's going to start placing some anonymous calls to child protection services. Why? It doesn't matter. You just do whatever you want. That's fair. Yeah. So that's the Tyreek Hill news. Uh, it, it, Pretty much goes back to business as usual in Kansas City. Um, Kelsey stays one, Mahomes stays one, Tyreek Hill, number five wide receiver, arguably a first round pick um, at this point, somewhere around the turn. Really 
shakes up a lot of stuff with uh, especially like Scott Fishbowl or best ball leagues, best ball leagues that drafted, uh, you know, three weeks ago are going to have a, the guys who took their chance on Tyreek Hill are, are going to have a huge leg up uh, in those leagues. Cause they essentially, I mean, for the price they paid for him in a draft league versus what the points he's going to get them on a weekly basis, it's essentially free. It was essentially a free pick at that point. So, Ah, oh, pretty wild. Uh, there's no justice in this world, and God is dead. On that note, um, got a little pick your poison for you. Oh, sorry, I had one more piece of news for you guys. Uh, Vic Fangio, head coach of the Broncos, uh, said that Drew Locke is not a quarterback yet. So that's that's exactly what you want to hear out of your second round pick um, when your head coach is talking about him, that they're not a quarterback yet. Although this might be the... Only way they can get through to Joe Flacco, maybe to motivate him. Like, hey, the only reason you're not sitting is because the guy behind you is literally not a quarterback. So that's kind of cold. Yeah, not that's a that's really cold. Yeah, not a quarterback yet. It's kind of wild. Uh they likened him to like he's a he's a thrower and an athlete. He's not a quarterback. So it's one of those like gotta put his brain in his head sort of situations. So that was just a fun note that I thought uh, it was kind of an uh, uh, an ice cold burn um on um on uh, Drew Locke there by the by the Broncos brass. So who's going to end up turning that looking t- like they looking the worst? Uh, the Giants for Daniel Jones or the Broncos for this new iteration of quarterback? Mike, what, every what year. You, Mike, what do you think? Well, if if Daniel Jones flames out, it's definitely going to be Daniel Jones just because they got him in the first round, number but, six. Um. Yeah, it, I, 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 I'm not really surprised that John Elway might have failed again to pick a quarterback. Uh, I've never, I, 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 to me, that's such an oddity that someone who played the position at the Hall of Fame level that John Elway has has such a strong uh, difficulty of not being able to pick a good quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Paxton Lynch flamed out. Um, I mean, really, if we're being honest, the only quarterback he brought in that has done anything in the NFL level was Peyton Manning. When Peyton, Manning, did, was, Peyton Manning had an equal third season with any of these other guys. Yep. Yeah. Even except yeah. Super Bowl win though. Well, yeah. That's except for that. Yeah. Well, I mean, he got dragged to Super Bowl victory. Uh, I mean, he Trent Dilfer style got dragged to that Super Bowl victory uh, by that Broncos defense um, and Cam Newton not knowing how to jump on a football to win a Super Bowl. Uh, but speaking of uh, um, not knowing how to win a Super Bowl, that's a bad transition. Uh, we're going to go to a little <laughs> pick your poison now. Sorry, guys. It's been a long day. Um, we're going to go to a little pick your poison now. This one, real simple and easy. It is the 49ers running backs. Uh, the, it's a three-headed monster out there in San Francisco, and I will not accept none of the above as an answer. So, so it's going to be the three guys at their draft position. So right now we got Tevin Coleman, 75th overall. We got Jarek McKinnon, 103rd overall. We got Matt Breida, 165th overall, essentially free in a lot of leagues. So um, Coleman, McKinnon, Breida, pick your poison. We'll start with Mike. Who you who you taking at those draft spots there? Uh, Coleman at 75th, McKinnon at 103rd, and Breida at 165th. Mustard. All right, the guy who doesn't, who's had two arm surgeries in the off season, sure. Has anyone called him Colonel Mustard yet? <laughs> yes, Evan, you have. 
multiple times yeah. on this podcast. Yeah, called, him Colonel, called him Colonel Moster. Yes. I, I have not. I need to stop drinking. So <laughs> yes, you have called him Colonel Moster. You, you know that the, the, guys are the 49ers running backs um, is that I don't think it really makes a difference. I think that whoever's running the ball is pretty much going to be successful. So with that said, I think you have to go with the the last guy on the list, and that's Brita at 165. Even though he's um, looks to be the third back for touches, and he's hurt right now. That's what I was trying to say. Is like our well, is, yeah, is, because I mean, who, you got Tevin Coleman. When when has he not been hurt? And Derek McKinnon. When has he not been hurt? So it, it, it's all a mixed bag of of injuries that are either going to be hurt now or hurt later none of these guys are going to have a 16-week schedule none of these guys are going to be the bell cow because they're all going to be hurt in and out of the season so it's it's to me you might as well pick up the the last guy on the list and go with him because he's probably going to have just as much success and just as many games played as any of these other guys well mike coleman's missed one game in the last two years I mean, he's not, he, he, he hasn't been in and out of the lineup as people think he has. Uh, it was his first couple of years. He, he got banged up, but he's only missed two, one game in the last two years. So, I mean, does that change your, your position on it or anything like that? Well, I guess I need to be more prepared. <laughs> yeah. He's only missed. He's only missed the one game in the last couple of years. I don't even know if that was a game that he sat for, or if he was hurt for, but Played 31 out of the last 32. So are you serious? Uh, what is he? The dude's never in the lineup. Well, he was he was a part-time back for to Devonta Freeman. Part-time? He wasn't even part-time. He was like part of the part-time. So da, 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 part-time rusher. <laughs> so well, I, I okay, so Coleman. Okay, so yeah, you know what? I, I don't care. I'm I'm going to go with Matt Breida regardless. Okay. Evan, what do you think about the situation? This is an easy one. I had Tevin Coleman when Devonta Freeman went down. He was blah. I had Derek McKinnon all those years when his RB1 went down, and he was a disappointment. Matt Breida can't possibly disappoint for $1 or the 160th overall pick. Call me Pete Townsend because I won't get fooled again. I'm going to let that sit in the air. <laughs> I'm just going to let that sit. Let that marinate. All right. We good there? Everybody good? Mike, you good? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still uh, bamboozled, flamuxed, whatever you want to call it, about how the fact that Tevin Coleman has only missed uh, what one game in the last two years and then, like you said, four games in the last three seasons. The guy doesn't miss any time, but they never they never trust him, even though he's, like, averaged 4.4 uh, yards per carry. Four point, w w why is Atlanta, like, not like this dude? Uh, because Devonta Freeman's a freaking beast. Okay. But still, it doesn't make any sense to me that – no Edo Smith. It's – Mike, there's one football, and Devonta Freeman's clearly a better back. That's why. I mean, he's good. I mean, a, a, a good ability is availability, but I he's mean, not good. Why wasn't he good last year? Uh, yeah, he, he's never been good, but he's his stats prove otherwise. 
he was uh uh running back eight or sorry running back 19 and a half ppr last year he was good he oh, wasn't okay. he wasn't uh you know so the the so rb1 or go home exactly we had this expectation for tevin coleman because i mean in part-time role he was he was RB20 in 2017 and RB18 in 2016. So part of the allure of drafting Tevin Coleman was if Devonta Freeman goes out, boom, we got a we got a running back one on our hands. And and what ended up happening was uh Devonta Freeman got hurt and we had the same running back that we had before. So we had that like we had this expectation of this huge breakout and that just it didn't materialize for him. And so we, you know, we got we get the reaction that Evan had where we said he was blah. Um, when he was always, he scored the same amount of points that he always did. So that was last year, last year, Freeman didn't play at all. Uh, and Coleman played 14 games and only got 167 carries. Okay. He was the, it, it's a passing offense. Let me see. It's, I mean, it's, it's a, a passing offense. So I don't know what to, what to give? Uh, what to tell you about that? He had. Let's see here. Uh, player Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman had. He had uh, forty-eight percent of the rush attempts for uh, his rush attempts. Market share went up twelve uh, percent with Devonta Freeman out because it's a shared back system. I mean, it's 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 some. Dev it was always been some Devonta, some Tevin, and it was some Tevin, some Ito. And now it's going to be some Devonta and some Ito because Ito got 25% of the, the rush and then some of it got frittered out to other guys. So um, I guess I, what, I'm trying, what I'm trying to say is that I don't think Atlanta ever put any faith into this guy that has statistically shown that he can be a player. And it, it, they, they drafted him uh, with that in mind that he was going to be pretty much the replacement of Devonte Freeman. And I'm saying that Devontae Freeman needs to be replaced. Obviously, he doesn't. Freeman's a great back when healthy. But just to say, okay, you know what? We're done with you after we drafted you and you were our guy after four years, uh, after Freeman's coming off uh, where he's missed, missed 14, 13 games last season, I don't get it. It just doesn't make any sense to me that they would just easily just give up on someone like this. And, and I don't even think Coleman really got – all that uh, attraction during his during the free agency either. I mean, he had a sign with the 49ers that have all these other running backs. So I don't know. There's something there. There's got to be something there in my mind. I could be completely wrong, but it doesn't it doesn't add up to me. Well, I I mean, you 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 say that they didn't trust him. He had a so here's some guys he had a higher percentage of his team's rushing rushes than Last season, he had a higher percentage of the rushes than full-time running back Lamar Miller, who had nobody behind him. Full-time, the guy in Seattle, Chris Carson. Um, I mean, Kareem Hunt got cut. Nick Chubb got cut. That doesn't count. Uh, Aaron Jones, they have faith in him. Alvin Kamara, he had a higher percentage of the team's rushes than him. Um, he had a higher per percentage of the team's rushes than Matt Breida, than the, the 49ers. Breida only rushed the ball 153 times. So I think it's a passing team. I, the raw numbers aren't the issue. It's the, it's the percentage that I'm worried about. And he, he was, I mean, I think he was top 20. Oh, of course the website crashed down on me, but he was like top 15, top 20th position in terms of market share, uh, not top 20, like top 15th position in terms of market share. I just don't think that, I think we're overestimating 
what like you're going into this thinking that the Falcons didn't like Tevin Coleman and kind of overestimating that and 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 the fact they only rushed the ball 167 times um but they're a, a passing team it's just they didn't have that many rush opportunities all right i'll have to go back and look at this obviously uh what i had in my mind without uh looking at it is completely wrong but um i'm just really surprised right now but so i'll i'll, I'll follow your lead because i haven't looked into it um so yeah Anyways, my answer is Matt Breida. All right, on to the quarterback. <laughs> um, I my whenever you have a split backfield, just get the cheapest guy. That's truly my answer is Matt Breida. I just had to I just had to stem up this Tevin Coleman slander because um, I had been you oh. know I, I doing when I did all the projections, I saw the breakdowns and everything, and it kind of undid a lot of my preconceived notions about players. And Tevin Coleman was one of them. Like I thought that he had always been hurt. But then I saw, no, he pretty much played all of the last two years. And then I thought that um, he didn't get a lot of rushes. And I saw, no, he got a big chunk of the market share of rush attempts. So doing that kind of undid my uh, some of my preconceived notions about oh, it. I'm, I'm glad you did because uh, we're, we were definitely in the same line with all of all of that thinking. And I'm, I know, I know that we're not the only ones out there that think the same thing about Tevin Coleman. So that, yeah, I think that that's really good advice out there. All right. So, all right, Evan, any last word about the 49ers? We had a long discussion for a question. We all agreed upon the answer. <laughs> well, I couldn't I couldn't stand the slander. That's all. I can't stand the slander. Um, all right. Can't stand or the slander. Can't stand or the slander, Salamander. All right. So now we're going to move on to quarterbacks, quarterbacks, quarterbacks. The big topic of today's conversation. So, um, I get, we'll start just, uh, what's everybody's general strategy, um, on quarterbacks. Cause I, I want to hear, I have a feeling a lot of what we have overlaps, but you know, Mike, what's, we'll say, we'll say in a one quarterback league, what's your general strategy when it comes to quarterbacks for one quarterback league? Uh, you know, I almost asked you if it was going to be PPR standard, but we, Oh we boy. <laughs> no, folks. Uh, Folks, I, I just want to stop right there. If you've heard Mike say PPR with regards to quarterbacks, which he has said a few times, it's because Mike's scoring system in his brain is from 1981 or whenever <laughs> Mike invented fantasy football and not apparently, apparently not every single league counted quarterback rushing yards. And so it was points for rushing is quarterback PPR. So if you heard him say it before, it, it, stuck something in my mind but finally evan last night I figured, was like, evan was like what do you mean by pvr for quarterback <laughs> i figured it out i figured it out so it makes sense i think that old scoring where rushing running backs don't get points for receiving yards and quarterbacks don't get points for rushing yards was a function of having to get the stats from the newspaper oh, they'll, yeah. list, they'll list the receivers but they don't list the running back receiver yards Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's that makes exactly sense. what it is. Yeah, I, that, I, was, I was having an existential crisis trying to figure out how <laughs> that could possibly have ever been. Well, that's the same reason why the in fantasy baseball the the scoring this the traditional categories are what they are. It's because that's what you could find in the newspaper every morning. <laughs> like that's that's what you could easily track. So, um, so yeah, that that's kind of why. So. Uh, outside of that uh, digression, so Mike, assume that you, if you get points for quarterback rushes. It is 2019. It's, <laughs> the data is all out there. It's easily found. So what's your strategy in a one-quarterback league for um, 
for quarterbacks. Wait, does wait uh, until you know the tenth, maybe quarterback? I, I've never been someone that needs to get somebody like right away because the statistical differences uh, uh, are so combined and so stuffed together that if you miss out on the top three because you want, I don't know, Julio Jones or somebody, then you're, you're really just combining most of the grouping, most of the quarterback. So as long as you get someone in the top 10, then you should be fine. Okay. That's a good, that's a good strategy. The, the weight on quarterback till double digit rounds. That's a good one. Evan, you're more auction. What's a, uh, what's your general strategy? Do you pick up a couple for like four or five bucks combined or exactly uh, two for under five bucks. You can always get some back end top 12 quarterbacks with that. And, and one of them's going to hit last year. I got Andrew Luck for like three and Ben Roethlisberger for four. And I just, I was, I was embarrassed with how, hard the decision was of who to start to get three touchdowns versus four every week. This, this year you could get Goff, Newton, Wentz, maybe Russell Wilson, Phillip Rivers, Lamar Jackson, Kirk Cousins, all these guys, at least two of those are going to fall for Dak Prescott. At least two of these guys are going to fall for under five. Uh, and, and, and then you get two solid lottery tickets at the best. And at the worst, you just got two back end QB 12s. Yeah, you have two startable. That reminds me, um, Mike, you're uh, you're late round quarterback. You drafting one, or you drafting two guys to take lotto tickets on, or are you just putting your balls in one basket? Normally, what I do is I, I'll, I'll definitely try to get the best quarterback uh, in the top ten, and then I, I I'll get someone in the top fifteen and try to match up their schedule. So, say I get player quarterback A. Hold on a second. Oh, Kitty's making an appearance. Yeah, that that's that's my cat. Hold on. Okay. So while no, Mike's no, I'm muted. I want to hear Mike c- coddle his cat. That's always uh, potential for something weird. Yeah. So um, while Mike's dealing with his cat, um, I'll talk about my strategy. Um, there's uh, there's like three strategies I enact depending on how spicy I'm feeling and how the draft falls. So if quarterbacks are going off the board way too fast. Cause if you wait and you're like, all right, I'll take one in round 10, you could be left with like quarterbacks 18 and quarterback, quarterback 18, quarterback 19. Cause people are like taking backups and stuff. So if quarterbacks are going early, what I like to do is I'll set up like a, uh, like a trigger. Like I'm like, okay, so I am not going to be taking one of these top seven, eight guys, but I want say Josh Allen. So I'll say, okay, once, um, you know, quarterback X goes that's that in the draft room is rank above Josh Allen. That's when I'll take Josh Allen. So like, Hey, so after, um, you know, Drew Brees goes, I'm gonna snag Josh Allen or after, um, uh, you know, depending on what the rankings on the side are after like Jameis or, 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 um, what is his face? He's got a million kids. He plays for the chargers, Philip rivers. Or after those guys go, then it's like, all right, that's my trigger to get Josh Allen. Whether that's like the seventh or the eighth, you know, you kind of got to be a little bit um, adaptive in your drafts. Because if you stick with that, then it's like, oh, no, you turn around and, and you go, oh, well, I have nothing left. And and that kind of came from uh, me waiting until the end to get quarterbacks in my home league for a long time. And then me being left with like Andy Dalton and being like, oh, boy, oh, boy, uh, this is what I'm dealing with. Uh, other strategy I use is if quarterbacks are kind of going as normal, 
um, I like to employ what I call the Dave Richard strategy, which is he mentioned of uh, CBS. He said he likes to take a quarterback when he feels like he's stealing it from the league. So that's basically if I look at a quarterback, I go, wait, that guy's still around. Okay. I'll snatch him up. That, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Make a list of the quarterbacks. You will tolerate being on your team. Yeah. And that list starts to get thin. Grab one. Uh, speaking of Dave Richards, he answered a question this week, which was like, I'm one of the best in my league, but I consistently don't have a quarterback. And it's like, mm -hmm. just want people. And then when those people get done, grab one of those people. Are you sitting there with one guy you want on the board for like five rounds? Hope we don't go to the 12th round. Don't do that. Yeah. What, what ends up happening with guys like that is they don't have, they don't actually, I hate to slander a listener, but he's not a listener of us. So screw him. It's some, it's people that don't actually have an opinion on players. They're just sitting there trying to pick off value from ADP. And so they're like, oh, you know, all these quarterbacks are the same once you get late. And it's like, well, no, not really. They're not. And that's how you, you know, that's how you can watch, you know, a bunch of guys value picks fall off the board. Like, you know, I'm looking at this uh, uh, ADP chart and it's like, you know, Dak Prescott, 129, uh, Lamar Jackson, 136, Jimmy G, 153. And you see like, you let these guys just fall down the board and you're like, ah, this is fine. This is fine. This is fine. And then you end up. Oh, and then you end up with Nick Foles. We're having some cat issues. Oh my gosh. I just punched my cat in the face accidentally. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry, buddy. This is the cat. This is the pod cat. <laughs> the, pod the NFL investigated you for animal abuse and concluded that there is no suspension. Oh, perfect. Yay. Ouch. You should fear me cat or whatever he said. To her. Um, but my third strategy is just get two, uh, two guys. Like we were talking like 12 to 15, but I get one upside guy and one kind of steady guy. So the example of that in, in this year would be like a Rivers and a Winston or a Big Ben and a Prescott. So that like, you know, I have that top five upside, but then I have, uh, you know, top 10 floor also sitting there um, waiting for me as well. I think you said it best when you said have opinions on quarterbacks. Yes, have <laughs> opinions. Like these aren't all the same guy. Um, they they get kind of jammed together because they're a onesie position. but. Uh, um, but they do have, you know, there are, are tears in there, even at the back end, like every other position. So, Mike, I hope your cat's okay. Um, uh, yeah, hopefully for right now. I, I don't, he's, he's the one that I was telling you is imprinted on me. Oh, so, okay. yeah. He, if he's, if he's a needy boy, he's very needy. Yes. All right. But I'm a needy boy and I need you to finish you talking about your, uh, your quarterback uh, strategy. Okay. So, that's my cat. Uh, I want to do my cat. <laughs> um, so basically the 12 and 15. And then what I do is I take player A and then I already pre-prepared for player B, what my quarterback's going to be. And this is how I pre-prepare. I look at their schedules and I pretty much, whenever one has a tough week, the other quarterback player B has an easy week. So I match up easy and hard. And whenever one quarterback has an easy week, that's when I play him. Whenever that quarterback has a hard week, that's when I sit him. So I mismatch them that way where I can be able to maximize the schedule uh, and get, you know, hopefully the, the easier game. So on a scale from one to ten, how much do you love the Lamar Jackson-Kirk Cousins pairing? Evan, I'm going to stop you. I'm the host. <laughs> I run the episode. Evan. Why don't you tell Mike about the Kirk Cousins Lamar Jackson pairing that you talked that you've talked about a couple times? Uh, Kirk Cousins Lamar Jackson's starting to creep up boards, but Kirk Cousins is always at the end. Kirk Cousins uh, plays in the first sixteen weeks, not counting week seventeen. He plays 
a team that finished in the last half and fantasy points allowed per to quarterbacks uh, 11 times. And in those five weeks, he doesn't. Four of those weeks, Lamar Jackson plays a team that's bottom 10 in most fantasy points allowed to rushing quarterbacks in that they allow the most fantasy points to rushing quarterbacks. That is a stat. I love that stat. Every time Evan brings it up, it's his like, it's his like slam dunk stat that every time he brings it up, I I'd love to, to, to revel in the dunk. It's amazing. Um, so that, that's actually like, at Mike, to your point, that's your strategy in action is what Evan just did, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but Mike's a hero because it took me like all day and all of my brain power to come up with that one pairing. And Mike's just like <laughs> doing it in like another magnitude. Mike, Mike just, uh, he does, uh, he stares at the schedule and all the numbers like pop out to him and like rotate around and, <laughs> yeah. and it all works out like, uh, like uh, in uh, the hangover with uh, the Sema Zach Galifianakis counting cards, that's Mike looking at schedules. It's just it all just like pops out, rotates around, and he's like, uh, uh, "Mitch Trubisky and Ben Roethlisberger," and then he like collapses in a heap. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so that's general quarterback strategy. Um, what we're going to talk about um, is uh, we're going we're each going to pick a sleeper, a bust, and we're going to talk our top fives. Um, I'll let the inmates run the asylum. What do you guys want to talk about first? Top five sleepers, busts? Nothing uh, at all. Yeah. I've got what do you want, Kevin? Uh, sleeper and bust. Yeah, I want. I can rant about the bust. All right, we'll start with busts. Uh, we'll get our um, uh, 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 Ghostbusters theme song on. You know, busted makes me feel good. Kind of a weird line. Just, just putting that out there. But I know, uh, Huey Lewis write that. That wasn't Huey Lewis. He sued Huey, Huey Lewis. Actually, sued him. Saying oh, really? It was song. Yeah, saying it was I want a new drug, and won. That's nonsense. <laughs> uh yeah, maybe. That's nonsense. I don't. Well, also Huey Lewis claimed that they had uh, approached him uh, to write the song, and he turned it down. And then they went to this other guy who comes out with this song that seems familiar. But then again, music music theft law never makes sense. No, it's a lawyer tries to piece it together and he's like, I don't know how they won or lost this case. It makes no sense. Yeah, you get you get stuff like uh the whole like vanilla ice queen thing where he's like, No, 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 there's the extra beat. But then you get stuff like Puff Daddy Daddy, where he just like throws him like two thousand dollars. He's like, I sampled your song, it's mine now. And it, it's perfectly legal. It doesn't make sense. Anyways, that's been Huey Lewis and the news about music back to quarterbacks. So Mike, who is your quarterback bust for this season? Bust. You know, I, I was looking over and there's many that sort of stick out. Uh, there's some of them that are, you're just like, yeah, there's, there's no chance. So I wanted to go with someone in the top 10. Uh, most of the time he falls in the top five, but obviously he won't be in my top five this year. And that's Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Wow. 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 Quit crying about Ryan. Wow. Wow. We have we have guest hosts, uh, whichever one of the Wilsons here is here. Owen, Luke, whichever one says wow. 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 All right. So why Matt? So Matt Ryan, I got fancy pros up here. He is going quarterback six, 71st overall. He is the the quarterback, the captain of one of the most potent offenses in the NFL. But Mike Valverde, he says no. He says, no, not this season, Matt Ryan. You are a bust. Why, Mike? Why is Matt Ryan a bust? And please let me know because he is on some very important teams for me. So 
looking looking back, I I I, I kind of follow this. It's it's sort of like a Madden type curse, but I, I use it a lot. And you will see that there are players out there, Matt Ryan being one of them, where every other year they have a great season and then they fall off. And they have a great season and they fall off. And that's sort of been the trend since I think like 2014 with Matt Ryan, where he had a good season in 2014 and then fell off. And then 15, 16, and so forth and so on. So wait, 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 Mike. 17? 18? Is that what you're talking? Is that what the so on and so on was? I just want to make yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Last year. Okay, sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I no, no, you're to, fine. I just needed some clarification there on what you meant. Like the I I we established last time I'm not good at numbers. I just need to make sure I was correct. No, you are correct. Okay. Uh, so for instance, 2014, since I got his numbers up, 2014 through 28 touchdowns, 15 in 2015, 21. Then he bounced back up in 2016, where he threw 38. 2017, 20. And then last year he had 35. Okay, so you're saying that it's kind of like an every other season thing with him. Exactly, there. exactly. So since 2014, it's been every other season with this guy where he's either up in the 30s or high 30s, and then the following year drops down to the 20s. The Now, if you don't subscribe to to, to that sort of Madden-type theory, uh, I'm, I'm not sure what they're going to be doing in Atlanta. Because they have Dirk Cotter, who, as we know, someone that is likes to just throw the bomb, big, big passing guy. But Dan Quinn is like out there saying, you know what? We need to establish the run. That's what I'm looking at is establishing the run. So and the official motto of the NFC West, by the way, hashtag establish the run. Just saying. Yeah, exactly. So uh, run, baby. I, I really think that they're they I don't think they're gonna fall too far away from the pass, of course. But when you mix in them wanting to run more and Matt Ryan throwing less and then throw in on top of that sort of the Madden curse theory, then I, I'm not liking it. So that, as far as a top ten echelon type quarterback, Matt Ryan to me is gonna be the bust. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna offer you a counterpoint there to Matt Ryan. Okay, this is the counterpoint. Uh, so you, wait, um, you're daring to go against the Matt Ryan's pattern mirrors that of early Star Trek movies argument because that was airtight. Okay, <laughs> first of all, the pattern follows all the Star Trek movies if you count Galaxy Quest as a Star Trek movie. That's number one. <laughs> number two. I'm going to disagree with you because Matt Ryan uh, is my quarterback one on my Scott Fishbowl team. So I really need him to be good, Mike. I can't have I, I can't have you 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 doing this to me. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean I my my this is this is my my theory as to Matt Ryan's up and down, and you can tell me that I'm I'm crazy, Mike. Um, it coincides with him changing offensive coordinators and, and systems, and I get that he's changing a system this year. And this is what well, I'm conceding to you that he could be a bust because he is switching back to Dirk Cutter's system. That um, you know he hasn't played in a few years, so he's got to maybe reacclimate himself with the playbook. But I mean, it could be that. But I also kind of think he's played in the system before, so hopefully he is immune to that. Um, 
learning curve because he has played in it before. Um, so I don't, sorry guys, my microphone is falling. Um, all right, there we go. A little uh, nut had come loose there. Um, so I'm kind of conceding that, that, that maybe that's the case that um, because he's switching uh, OCs, that that's why he, uh, he might be a bust this year because that's what his pattern dictates. But he's switching back to a guy he had before. And because I really don't want him to be bad, I'm going to disagree with you, Mike. It's, this is an entirely uh, emotionally based argument. I want to believe in the Calvin to Mr. Ridley. I want to believe in the two fattened youth they've added to their offensive line. Call them Hansel and Gretel because I don't know their names. I want to believe that the second ranked overall fantasy player last year is not going to be a bust because otherwise nothing makes sense in this crazy world. All right. So bust. Uh, my, <laughs> my, Mike brings the reasoned arguments and Evan and I just go, no, we don't <laughs> like it. We don't like it. All right, Evan, you think you're such a smart guy. Who's your bust? Drew Breezy for Sheezy. Uh, makes Evan, me uneasy. Evan, Evan, I'm going to stop you right there. I got to pick another player because I was going to talk about Drew Brees. So I don't, uh, like, right. I don't like that. No, I'm just kidding. Talk about Drew Brees. I can do it. No, I can pick anybody. Talk about Drew Brees. Profiles about Drew Brees. Uh, there comes a time in every great quarterback's career where he falls off a cliff. It happened with Brett Favre. It happened with Peyton Manning. It happens to everybody where they just don't have it anymore. Well, everybody except Tom Brady, who's taken father time to the 15th round, but everybody else, they drop off and they never come back. If you watch Drew Brees' tape after week 10 of last year, which he was doing stellar up until, not to take away from that, uh, he, can't, he can't throw the deep ball. His timing's off. He throws interceptions that make no sense. Uh, he's done. He's done. He's in his last season and it's going to be bloody. Yeah, and, and to piggyback off that, um, he fell apart at the end of last season. I had him in pretty much every league. He only threw the ball 489 times last year. Granted, it was in 15 games, but it was the third fewest in his career where he started more than two games. Um, and one of them, he started 11 games. So for all intents and purposes, it was the lowest pass total for him since he's been in New Orleans. Um, and not for all intents and purposes, because those other were when he was in San Diego. Um, it's the lowest since he threw 514 in 2009. Um, and he completes him at a ridiculous rate, but it's because he's only throwing a few yards down the field, you know, to Kamar or, or Michael Thomas, uh, a little pitch and catch. Uh, and when you saw at the end of last season, when he tried to throw the deep ball, it was, it looked like, you know, what is he 38? It looked like a 38 year old man trying to throw the ball 40 yards. I mean, that's <laughs> Drew Brees has always had kind of a slight profile. He doesn't really have the ability to kind of slingshot it. It was always actual strength. He couldn't just, you know, get by on, 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 on torque and, and, and length of his limbs. Um, so I agree with Evan here. I think it's, it's, it's bad news and he's going as quarterback seven, number 78 overall. And I'm, not touching him anywhere. He's completely off my um, off my radar for a guy that I'm going to draft. If you go to the Drew Brees player profile on footballabsurdity.com, we have some clips of uh, some of his most telling miscalculations and, and short throws. Mike, how thrilled were you when that analyst picked Drew Brees in the fourth round in that expert mock you were in? <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I yeah, I, I, I still have, I wake up and and scream in in terror that 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 would that occurred because I I I'm, I still don't understand that whole thing. And it's, now that you bring it up, I'm you know I, I really wish that that was a live league because I have Patrick Mahomes and uh, the cheetah 
on that team. Oh, real? Oh, look at Mike looking like a super genius. Yeah, well, it doesn't really matter because now it doesn't. That league's yeah, but anyway, yeah. You still get to look like a super genius. It yeah, matters I, to me. I have I have Drew Brees as quarterback fourteen right now, ahead of some guys he should not be ahead of. I need to rejigger this. Mitch Trubisky should be ahead of him. Uh, Jared Goff should be ahead of him. But right now he's quarterback fourteen, probably going to drop down to quarterback sixteen. I just plain don't want him. There's not a lot of upside there anymore. I don't think so. Uh, good point by Evan. So I'm just going to throw a name out there because I saw he how highly ranked he is. Uh, the 13th quarterback off the board right now, um, 116 overall, for whatever reason, is uh, Tom Brady, uh, which is complete name recognition, I'm guessing, um, considering that uh, last season he was um, not good for fantasy football. I don't know the best way to put it. And he was quarterback 12 on the year. And things have gotten worse for him. Um, he was uh, just kind of did old man things where he started to fall apart uh, towards the end of the season. Um, like week 12, 13, 15, 16, he was um, outside of the top 15 at quarterback. So he kind of front loaded his good weeks. Uh, he was within the top 10 weeks, one, five, six, seven. Um, and uh, then, you know, all the rest obviously are in the middle. So it's like, uh, except for week 14 uh, against Miami. So it's Miami. He threw for 358 yards and three touchdowns. It was his best game of the season. But um, but uh, there's no reason for you to take him at 13. It's it's only going to get worse from here. Um, if you're taking him at 13, stop drafting on, dra- on name recognition. Go to footballabsurdity.com. Check out the player profiles, little sleeper breakouts and busts for you. Get some learning in you because uh, if you're taking Drew Brees at 13, or sorry, Tom Brady at uh, the 13th quarterback off the board, I got to say, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your time? Just stop playing fantasy football. It reminds me of uh, one of our contributors, the great comedian, Mike. Mike, what's his last name? Isn't it Mike, Dirty? No, no, not Mike Dirty and not Mike Valverde. Uh, Waleed's friend. I want to drop his name here. Oh, Mike, Ma- Mike, Mike Maxwell? Yeah, Mike Maxwell was saying how... He, he's limiting. He's like, what do I do that I'm commissioner? And if I don't get a pick that's ninth through 14th, mm, uh, yeah. everyone accused me of cheating. And I was like, well, just do auction. And he was like, well, I, I play with casuals. They won't do auction. And I'm like, you what? Who? <laughs> like casuals? Yeah. Why, casuals why are you... the, they're the ones taking Tom Brady. Who plays with them? <laughs> so, so yeah, those are our busts. Tom Brady, Drew, Drew Brees, technically two votes for Drew Brees. And, um, uh, Matt Ryan, who I'm just going to preemptively say uh, when we look back on this is going to be the worst call of all the calls that we make because I desperately need him to be good. So now that we've, now that we've done our downers, uh, we'll uh, reverse the order so nobody steals anything from me and we'll do our sleepers. Um, this sleeper is going as the 21st quarterback uh, off the board um, by my ranks. He's quarterback 12. Um, I don't think he's going to end as quarterback 12. He's going to either end as quarterback like six or quarterback 26. And that is a quarterback that I spent all last offseason talking about how bad he is. And I still don't think he's very good, but he's got some great legs, uh, some nice gams on this guy. And that's Mr. Josh Allen up there in Buffalo. Um, I have him for, uh-huh. I have him for a five. So I did a thought experiment. I said, what happens if Josh Allen throws the football slightly better? Okay. He becomes, we'll say he, he throws for an extra half yard per pass attempt. His touchdown rate and his um, 
uh, touchdown, I'm sorry, his touchdown rate on rushing and his yards per attempt get cut in half. What do you guys think happens there? I think the gods of Buffalo have spoken again. So, uh, um, Mike, what I was saying was I, I basically regressed Josh Allen's uh, rushing yards and his yeah. rushing touchdown rate, and I gave him an extra half yard on his pass attempts and prorated everything out to a full season. So basically he became a little bit more like a regular uh, uh, quarterback. Okay. So what do you think ended up happening there? What did those numbers come out to be? And I'm stalling because I'm trying to pull it up on the website yeah. and it is, it is not coming out well. This is not a good advertisement for the speed of our website. There we go. Okay. So what I did was I took um, his yards per pass attempt. I took him up by half yard. He becomes a better quarterback. Slightly. Not a lot. Sl slightly. I took his insane touchdown rushing rate. I cut it in half, which means he's going to get touchdowns at 50% of the rate that he did before. And I halved his yards per rush. Everything else stayed the same. Touchdown rate, interception rate, all that stuff. In a standard scoring for, uh, quarterback, or, sorry, standard scoring four point per passing touchdown league, that's still 19.5 fantasy points per game last season. That would have been quarterback eight last year. And so that's why I don't understand. I, I mean, I understand, hey, Josh Allen's going to regress. He's going he's to throw a bunch of interceptions because he threw a bunch of interceptions last year. I kept his interception rate the same. This is improving considering, or this is assuming his touchdowns don't get better. This is assuming all he does is throw for an extra half yard. His touchdown rate stays the same on passes. His rushing yardage rate, which was um, not sustainable, and his rushing touchdown rate, which was not sustainable, go in half. He's still a top 10 quarterback and we're taking him as quarterback 21. So that was my little exercise. So that's what I was thinking about Josh Allen. I mean, I projected him out as quarterback 12 for this year, but um, it, it, uh, actually technically he's tied with uh, Jameis Winston at 11 at 18.74 fantasy points per game. So I'm gonna call him quarterback 11 for me. So he's my big sleeper. He's going as 21 overall. Um, my projections have them at 11th and, and some pretty easy mental gymnastics get me to quarterback eight. So that's a guy that's pretty much free. Um, I mean, quarterback 21, that's a backup quarterback for you. And he's one of those upside guys, I think. And, and if you're taking him in the 13th round, Hey, guess what? It's him or Raquel Armstead. So it's worth a shot. All right. Tear, tear me apart, gentlemen. I, I like Raquel Armstrong. Well, his name's Raquel Armstead. Oh, Armstead, yeah. So, so I'm going to assume that you don't actually like Raquel Armstead. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, a good, that's a good prediction. Evan, thoughts? Uh, Buffalo. What's the passing equivalent of putting eight in the box? Putting like 11 in the secondary? Because that's what defenses are going to do to him. That's what they did to him last year. He was quarterback, quarterback one in the last five games. Two spies. He was quarterback one in the last five games last year. They didn't think to spy him down the stretch last year. Uh, running quarterbacks rarely do well. For every Cam Newton and Michael Vick, there's a – and Lamar Jackson, there's a – What? There's a bunch that do horrible. Like, I'm trying to think of some, but I can't because they're so not memorable. Maybe I should stop looking at Drew Brees' stats for a second and think. Yeah, Maybe. <sighs> All right, so while while Evan tries to think of, of players that don't exist, uh, Mike, who's your sleeper for this year? You know, I'm I'm really a big uh, fan of Kirk Cousins. 
Yeah, Cousins. So Kirk Cousins, just real quick, I'm going to interject here with his uh, ADP so that the, the people at home know. Kirk Cousins, he's going even later than Josh Allen. And by how much later? I mean one pick later. He's going as the quarterback 22. Mike, why do you love Kirk Cousins this year? Number one, the dude came into a bad situation with Minnesota with just an atrocious offensive line and threw for over 4,000 yards. Uh, I can't remember exactly how many touchdowns he got, but I think it was up up there near uh, 30. Uh, So not only was that his first year in Minnesota with a horrible offensive line, but now this year he he has another year to adapt with not only Stefan Diggs, but also you have Adam Thielen and you have the rookie tight end there also if they decide never to, I mean, they just signed him to five years, but if they do decide to trade him, which I've, I've heard some rumors around where they're, they're looking for a sign and trade. Um, you have Kyle Rudolph as well. So you, you have a lot of, of great offensive weapons there. And just to build upon, I, I don't know. I don't think he's, he, he runs the ball all that much, but, He's he's definitely someone that I think a lot of people just don't give much respect to. He he's he's established himself as at least a top twelve quarterback, in at least in my mind, um, after all these years. But they still they just people just disregard him, which means it's better for you because you can get him at quarterback eighteen or something that effect. So yeah, I'm I'm total believer in Kirk Cousins. He finished Kirby 13 last year, and now he's in his second year with, with, with pretty much the same personnel. What is he going to do, get worse? Exactly. You know? exactly. Yeah. Where do you see QB 13, Evan? Because I was just about to call him QB, QB 11 last I'm year. I'm on a fancy pros. Oh, fancy pros? Uh, FF statistics are, are hated rivals. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they have him as QB 11 last year. Hmm. It's probably four point versus six point. Yeah, my, this isn't four point. But um, – but to uh, Mike's point, I saw a statistic based off the four point. Uh, he's the only quarterback to be top 12 each of the last four years. So literally, I don't know what else he can do. He had two straight top six years in Washington with yeah. nobody. With Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis and Chris Thompson and me and, uh, you know, my cat, um, all, all as, his pa- as his receiving option. So, Mike, I love Kirk Cousins. And in fact, in our goon fishbowl, um, I took him, he's my second quarterback and I love it. I think it's wonderful. He's uh, that's a great sleeper. Cause he's kind of, he's being disrespected. Like Evan said, he was quarterback 13 last year, his first year in the offense. They did a lot to get better. And like, like you said, they did a lot to get better. And what is he going to do? Get worse from there. And he's going way back. It's cause he's not sexy. That's a problem. He's got, he's a goofy looking guy. Oh no, sorry. I mean, on the football field, he's not a sexy play. Um, so so yeah, I like that one a lot. Um, uh, Kirk Cousins, that's a good one. And um, Evan, I'll put you out of your misery. Troy Smith was a bad running quarterback. Um, if th- if that helps you out. And no, I came up with it. It's everyone on the Raiders ever. <laughs> well, I think we, <laughs> I think we found the common factor there, and it wasn't rushing quarterbacks. Well. As long, okay, let me put it this way. As long as Josh Allen doesn't get addicted to uh, coding and sprites and balloon up to 350 pounds and pull a Jamarcus Russell, I still feel good about the sleeper. Convert to wide receiver. 
or or convert to wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, Mr. Hoovler, who is your sleeper? I got two for you. Two or Dak three. Prescott and Jameis Winston. I love those. Dak Prescott makes no sense to me. Uh, no, well, let's start with Dak Prescott makes no sense to me. He's 12th. He finished 12th last year. Now he's going 17th, according to what I have here. Even though he'll have a full year with Amari Cooper, uh, uh, it's, he's entering his third year. He's got an amazing yoke staff. Don't say Jason Witten, Jeff, sarcastically. I know you want to say it. Just pretend Evan, you said it. Evan, uh, Evan, Evan, Evan. You love the Dak to, to Jason Witten connection, don't you? Oh, my God. It's going to happen like five times. Um, it's going to be great. Yeah, I, I'm just – He's his team is so yoked and so poised to break out. Uh, and they went to the playoffs last year, so that says a lot. Uh, I'm shocked that he's not a top 12 QB in most people's eyes. Yeah, and he's I'm, finished the top 10 QB as for each of the first three seasons. That's in the right. He has. And then Jameis Winston uh, – let me just pull up his average points per game. Jameis Winston's, uh, if he can, all he needs to do is just not chuckle headed up on goofballs. And he's got uh, the path made to be a, a, a QB1. He's got, he's got Godwin and Howard and Mike Evans and the glory that is Peyton Barber. I don't know who catches passes in the backfield there, but he's got <laughs> neither, neither one of them. <laughs> Tampa, Bay, Tampa Bay led the league in passing yards last year. Uh, and Winston only got to see uh, about, you know, three quarters of that. But still, you add another quarter to the league leader in passing yards, what do you get? You get a guy who's going to be middle of the pack QB1. Both of those guys, I'd be shocked if they don't return on their bizarrely low ADP. Yeah, and, and to your point real quick, um, with um, Amari Cooper last year down the stretch, uh, four point per passing touchdowns, uh, he was projected for 25 touchdowns, seven picks. And uh, 274 passing yards a game. And that was good enough for quarterback. If that had been prorated out over a whole season, that would have been quarterback two on the year. So uh, that's pretty good, I would say so myself. Um, so um, just for reference, because uh, we didn't get the ADPs in, because Evan, you got so excited. Jameis is quarterback 16 off the board, Dax quarterback 17. Um, and I like, honestly, guys. Good job. I like all of your uh, your uh, your sleeper picks. You guys can all come back next week. Well, this is why Mike waits to the double digit rounds, and I wait till somebody goes for under five bucks. There's just riches to be held. Okay, in the back the back end. Before we move on to um, uh, top five quarterbacks, I would like to have a quick production meeting. I did say that you guys are welcome back next week, but Mike, I swear to God, if you badmouth Matt Ryan again, <laughs> I swear. You're out. I got, I got Evan now. You can you can hit the road, buddy. You're gonna hit the road, okay? Because if you badmouth Matt Ryan, what happens is you badmouth Julio Jones, you badmouth Devonta Freeman, you badmouth my Scott Fishbowl team, and I will not have it on my podcast, okay? Should should I be like the Bachelor and just have my bags out parked by the car? And, yeah, uh... you really should. You 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 know what? What I want you to do is I want you to put your mic in a little bag, a little travel bag, and have it unzipped. But buddy, have that thing ready to get zipped up and get the get the hell out of here. Whose brother was in The Bachelor? Was it Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, and he doesn't talk to his family anymore, which is very weird. Speaking of quarterbacks, there's a there's a golfer that doesn't talk to his family anymore, and they still show up at all of his all of his tournaments. Well, I know one golfer doesn't talk to at least his wife anymore, and that's uh, um, Tiger Woods. <laughs> he didn't show up. She didn't hey, show up. hey, 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 Tiger Woods. It must all be right, weird yeah. though, just to golf with your dad glaring at you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So we've gone through sleepers. We've gone through bus. We'll round this this one out with uh, we'll talk a little bit of, uh, about our top fives. Um, 
in in what order and what we'll do is we'll let each person kind of filibuster talk about their top five a little bit and then we'll we'll respond and then we'll get the heck out of here we'll enjoy uh the rest of our weekend so um whichever one of you gentlemen would like to go first uh mike i threatened that you off the podcast so i'll let you go first um who are your top five in order please so i can write them down oh and darren sproles is out for the season <laughs> come on he's not tyler eifert yeah right hey 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 we'll get you, to that that's hey, in three, hey that's that's hey. in three weeks the tyler the people eifert, of cincinnati have suffered enough you don't gotta rub it in no mike mike loves tyler eifert this year and the tyler eifert cast will be in three weeks so hey hey hey, hey, hey. so all right mike who are your top five in order please in order uh, I, I think it's obvious Patrick Mahomes now for sure. I mean, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> then going with Andrew Luck, of course. Deshaun Watson, number three. Aaron Rodgers, uh, number four. And I should say Matt Ryan, number five, but I won't. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield. Baker, Baker, Baker. Baby Baker, the touchdown maker. So... All right. Um, I just want to let you know before you start to go into it. Um, I gave Patrick Mahomes the worst nickname ever, and it's now the official Patrick Mahomes nickname. Uh, when I wrote this down, I wrote down Pima. So now he is officially Pima from here here on out. So, uh, Mike, uh, looks like you got uh, Luck second, um, Watson third, Rogers fourth, Baker fifth. So, where was the the hard rank for you in there, or was it all easy for you? I think number five is the toughest because I I like I know I know Drew, Drew Brees is is sort of being dogged out there and it, there's definitely reasons why and then of course Russell Wilson too is sort of the same thing but really I think the tough part for me came down to two players Cam Newton and Carson Wentz mixed in there with Baker Mayfield. Uh, Cam Newton, of course, is is always in that mix. Uh, he's pretty much cleared from his shoulder. Looks like he's fine. Nothing's happened. And as we saw all the way up to where his shoulder started giving out on him, he was having uh, a top five quarterback year. So uh, who am I to say that Cam Newton can't, can't override Baker Mayfield? And then, of course, Carson Wentz, whenever he's healthy, uh, you know, two years he's been in the league and two years he's been out. Uh, it's, but whenever he is playing too, he's, uh, also a top, you know, probably six, seven quarterback and being your three, why can't he be a top five if he plays 16 games? So I, I really mix and match any of those three together. Uh, and with Mayfield only having really one year of sample size, even though he does have those weapons with Odell Beckham. We, we don't know if he's going to be Rick Meyer next year, where he's a total stud his, his rookie year, then comes in his second year, and it just becomes non-relevant. So uh, if, you want, if you want consistency, if you, if you want to trust somebody, I think Cam Newton will be your number five. But if you want to go with probably upside and want to take a little risk, then and fun. should be it. If you wake up feeling dangerous, you know, you want to take Baker Mayfield top five, right? Yeah. Yeah. Living so, on the edge. Yeah. So um are these guys, are there any tiers in your top five? Is like Mahomes on a tier by himself, whereas like Mahomes Luck, Watson, or or how would you tier your top five? obviously Baker, from what you were saying, is is like more he's clearly like a break between 
Aaron Rodgers and Baker because you know you were talking about you might switch other guys in for him. So is it Mahomes, then Luck Watson, Rodgers? Is it what are your tiers for your top four guys? Yeah, I, I definitely think that Mahomes is your top guy all by himself in his tier. There, yeah. that's this easy. And then Luck Watson, and then you know, even though it, it was a tough decision between who to put sort of there at the five, I don't see much drop off between Rogers and you know either Mayfield or one of those other guys I mentioned. So uh, I, I would actually put those two guys together in the same tier. Okay. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Any other, any other final comments about your top five, Evan, do you have any questions, concerns, or issues? Uh, As I I put it to all my people at work, any questions, concerns? That's pretty respectable. Pretty respectable top five. So you got Mahomes, Luck, Watson, Rogers, and Baker. Um, So Evan, who are your top five in order, please? You know, mine's pretty, pretty, pretty boring after that. I have Mahomes, Luck, Mayfield, Rogers, and which is just like Mike's almost. And then I put Sean Watson sixth because I don't like his offensive line. Uh, and I put Matt Ryan fifth. So I want to ask a, a different question. You mentioned Pima is the worst nickname for Patrick Mahomes. Is Pima a worse nickname than Mahomesexual? <laughs> oh, no, that's – well, Evan, I'm going to stop you there. That's a fan of Patrick Mahomes. Oh, that's Mahomes, true. Is a Mahomesexual. So, okay. I, yeah. <laughs> So that's not his nickname. That's a nickname for his fans. So, I feel like he didn't have the right to co-opt that. Yeah, guys, please don't cancel us. I don't want people to hear about us and then we're immediately canceled. <laughs> Why? Because they're homophobes? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Enough of that. I have Enough. Mayfield third, actually. I, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid even more. Than that's what I was going to ask you about. So two, I have two questions for you. Mayfield third, ahead of Rodgers and Ryan. Is that upside is that uh uh, you just really want him on your roster like what what, what, i'm gonna put this as as delicately and as nicely as i possible the hell are you thinking second year qbs with good casts seem to own i mean mahomes uh, last year before that carson wentz was tearing it up till he got injured it seems to be the new hotness that you get your your rookie deal QB, a great staff, and he just hits the stars. Yeah, that's the um, – what's funny is that's what, what I was actually arguing the Browns were doing when people are like, how can you pass on Miles Garrett, this, that? I'm like, they're putting a thing – they're putting a team around it. Then they're going to be bad. Then they're going to draft the quarterback. And it's like, oh, okay. That's exactly what they did. And, no, I, I mean – I could see top three as his upside uh, with with uh, uh, Njoku and, and Beckham and – Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the second half of the year and and Callaway taking a step forward. Um, I just think it's aggressive. I like it, but I think it's a little aggressive. I got something. Yeah. I, know I hate almost everything. But what I this is what I don't like. Pa, uh, Deshaun Watson was good last year with an equally bad offensive line, and, and you dropped him to six when I believe he was second last year to Mahomes. Like, if Mahomes didn't exist, we'd be ranting and raving about how good uh, Deshaun Watson was last year. So, uh, again, I'm going to ask as delicately as possible, what the hell are you thinking, Evan? Fancy Pros has him fourth behind Big Ben, Ryan, and Mahomes. Okay, they did have him as fourth last so year. That, that, I think that, that kind of influenced my decision where I'm like, how many – he got, like, hit, like, what, 7,000 times last year? Yeah, he's trying to wear a guy down. He had a collapsed lung. 
That's, and, he, that's, and he balled out through it. Just imagine if he has full breathing capacity. I know you're not supposed to project based on injury, but dude had a collapsed lung the year before. He broke himself. I just I don't want to invest a top five pick on him. Six, I'll do it. Hey, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not totally hating it. Six is where I draw the line. But <laughs> you're like top five, absolutely, absolutely okay. not, never. Six. All okay. Right. All right. Now we're talking. Let's see what's going on here. I, I like the value there. So, um, same question that I asked uh, Mike. Uh, what are your tiers in there? Is there are they stratified? Is there uh, top five is is head and shoulders above the rest. The next tier is Watson and Roethlisberger, and then give me something of Wilson, Newton. I uh, I don't know Prescott, Winston. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's, so they're they're, they're, they're cut above. They're not like uh, like uh, Mike's wishy washy number five that could be one of seven hundred different quarterbacks in the NFL. <laughs> seven hundred twenty three different. Seven hundred twenty three. Right. All right. But is is do you have a uh, uh, our boy Pima on a tier all his own? Uh no. No, so Pima and Luck are kind of close together for you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Regression and all. Yeah. It doesn't matter because I'm not getting him, so maybe I should think harder. But so I mean, I have him for seventeen dollars when he's going for an average of about twenty-seven and up in most auction leagues. Yeah. Uh, so you know, it's it's a little. You know how my auction values go. I I, I spend more. I recommend the big the big players, the tier, the top wide receivers and running backs for more. And then I go low on the wide receiver twos and the quarterbacks because that's where you make it up. So it's a little, it's a little different than you'll see somewhere else. Yeah. So yeah, your, your numbers are, are way off from everybody else, mostly because uh, you try to make sure that the math works out where everybody else just kind of does uh, value over replacement. Just kind of. Yeah. So many times I've sat down at an auction and uh, a low end wide receiver two goes for five dollars when everybody has them for 24 dollars and so i'm like why not just put every wide receiver two slash three at five dollars and then you'll just get that one and everybody else can bid 20 on the most on the rest of them yeah so so yeah that's that's a different uh uh way of looking at it and i, I like the way that that goes so um we'll move on to my guys uh it's kind of anticlimactic it is a nice mix of um evans and mike's except guess what sean watson is my quarterback too i got pat Pima at number one, which if we had recorded this podcast, we'll say 12 hours ago, Watson was my number one quarterback by projections. Number two, Watson. Number three, Andy Luck. Number four, Aaron Rodgers. Number five, Baker Mayfield. Um, There's not much left to say about these guys, except I love Deshaun Watson. I love his weapons. I love Kiki QT. I love the three and a half games that Will Fuller will play. I love DeAndre Hopkins. I think it's going to, I think that the, they, you know, they drafted a guy in the first round to play offensive line. I, I mean, it can't get worse than last year. And so I think he'll, uh, he'll have a good, good little campaign and, and, um, kind of upset that Pat, that Tyreek Hill is playing. Cause, uh, not only am I upset Tyreek Hill is playing, but it screws up my, uh, my, my hot take of Deshaun Watson, number one, because that's all over. Uh, cause you'd be at this point, you'd be crazy to put anybody, but Pat Mahomes at number one, cause Tyreek Hill was literally the only question about him. Um, there is the regression tip, but you know, you could regress him a ton and he was still quarterback one last year. So he might, he's not going to be that 50 touchdown guy or whatever, but, um, you know, 40, he's still a quarterback one last year. So, you know, he could lose 20% of his touchdowns and still be fine. So that's, uh, kind of how I feel about, about, um, about uh pat mahomes as the quarterback one this year and my tears are pat mahomes then watson luck 
then Rodgers, then Mayfield. Um, Watson Luck are on a tier together. Pat Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers are on a tier of their own. And then Baker Mayfield kind of like Mike did. It kind of floods into the guys below him like Cam, like um, Matt Ryan, those sort of, sort of guys. So, um, so, yeah, any final thoughts about quarterback? How, how, how can you do this to me? How, how can you put Watson above Luck? How? Uh, because I hate the Colts. What? No, I'm just kidding. Because the math, because um, that really what it comes comes down to is Deshaun Watson's going to run more and for more yards than Andrew Luck. It's not that I think Deshaun Watson's a better quarterback. I think that he's going to have to run for his life more. It's 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 become a thing where Andrew Luck's offensive line, which by the way saved him so much last year, that's why he was so good coming back from injury. And it's it's kind of taken some fancy value away from him because he doesn't have to run for his life and and find those open rushing lanes to get five six seven yards. Whereas Deshaun Watson will most definitely have to do that this year. So those, you know, I always like to say a ten yard pass or a ten yard run from a quarterback is the same as a twenty five yard pass. It just doesn't feel like it, you know. So I think that the Deshaun Watson his legs will put him ahead of Andrew Luck. If you're asking me which quarterback I want, I want Andrew Luck. If you're asking me which fancy quarterback I want, I want Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that that makes sense. He Watson is sort of now where Luck was when Luck had his very ugly offensive line and had a run for the most part to keep the drives alive. So that, yeah, you, you, last year I was very surprised about how little he ran, but it, it speaks directly to the point that the Colts' offensive line was one of the best in the league. So it's finally good. Run. It's finally good. It's amazing. It was like. You know, for years we were like, could we see what would happen if Andrew Luck just had a halfway decent, off, decent offensive line? And then all of a sudden he's one of the best, you know, he has one of the best, like you said, and we saw what happened and it was beautiful. It was wonderful. I loved it. So, uh, Evan, you were going to say something? I don't think a quarterback getting assaulted by defensive linemen and ends perpetually necessarily mandates better fantasy stats. Running away from them mandates better fantasy stats. I don't know. Okay, so in a foot race, are you going to take a 350-pound nose tackle or are you going to take Deshaun Watson? I just look at the top 10 quarterbacks from last year, and most of them had great offensive lines. Okay, who is? Uh, can you run down the top five for me real quick? Sure, Luck, Mahomes, uh, Big Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan, and Watson. Hey, look at that. There he is, top five. <laughs> That's just because he's transcendental talent. That's what I'm saying. It's you know, you put um you put a joker behind that offensive line, he's gonna get killed. You put Jameis, you put Marcus Mariota behind that offensive line and see what happens. But you put Deshaun Watson back there, and him running for his life will find he will he will find lanes. Him running is different from somebody else running. He's that good. He's, you know, he's that good with his legs. He's a talent with his legs. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying a bad offensive line makes somebody a top 10 quarterback. That would be insane. I would kick myself off the podcast. For you that. remember last year in the battle Royale, I forget who I argued with, but I said that Deshaun Watson would be a top five quarterback. Well, you were right. Congratulations. So the takeaway from this podcast is Evan loves Deshaun Watson this year. Um, he thinks he's going to be top five quarterback because of all, his offensive line is bad. Is that what I'm hearing? Light. He's missing the lung. <laughs> he's got to, he's only, he did that with one lung folks last year. Just think what he's going to do with two lungs. All that year. less air volume dragging him down. <laughs> he was aerodynamic last year. He didn't have that, that extra, uh, 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 you know, puffiness inside of him. So, 
All right. So th- that's quarterbacks. Um, not a position that I, I would say the official uh, podcast um, position on is that it's a one you're going to reach for that you're going to spend highly on. Uh, the recommendation from all of us is kind of wait, you know, pick your spots, but kind of wait. Don't don't reach for a guy. Um, there's a lot of tiers in this position. So you really want to um, have an opinion. Like I said earlier, uh, go through the quarterbacks, pick your tiers, pick the tier that has the guys that you would be comfortable having a quarterback in that range in and take the most, you know, the guy at the best value. It's as easy as that. Just have some opinions on these quarterbacks. Know that they're all different. Know that they get their fancy points in different ways. I mean, we talked about how um, Deshaun Watson was going to be running. We talked about Pat Mahomes going to throw, he threw 50 touchdowns last year. Everybody gets their points in different ways. So really think about it. And um, unless you guys have, you guys have anything else to say about quarterback? No. All right, so um, I guess Mike and Evan don't have anything to talk about with quarterbacks, so we are good to go here. Um, Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, You can check us out again, footballabsurdity.com. The Twitter handle is fballabsurdity. Um, I am Jeff Crisco, K-R-I-S-K-O on Twitter. Uh, Mike is R-F-L Red Zone on Twitter. Evan is Evan Hoovler on Facebook. Um, You can, uh, if you would like to support the show, you like what we do, uh, we are... We do have a Patreon link right now. You you could be the first uh, person to uh, give us money. We would love that. And um, it's uh, up at the top of the website. There's a little button that says support. Uh, you can donate to Patreon. Uh, right now, we are getting out our player profiles and a little uh, hint. Um, if you like those, uh, you might want to start reading them if you don't want to give us money. because Some of those are going to go behind the paywall. So um, for Mike, for Evan, thanks for listening, everybody. And you have a great day. And I will talk to you later. Bye. Go tell that long-tongued liar Go and tell that midnight rider Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter Tell him that God's gonna cut you down Tell him that God's gonna cut you down Tell him that God's gonna cut you down down.